Hi, I'm Ewan. And I'm Sarah. And this is Popcorn, Popcorn and Cumin, a transatlantic dive into film and media with a healthy side of unrelated nonsense. Welcome to Popcorn and Cumin. <laughs> this week, we will be talking about one of the highest grossing movies ever. And one of the former highest grossing movies. See if that helps you work it out if you haven't somehow managed to read the title <laughs> of the episode. It is... Titanic. Woo! <laughs> Yay! International tragedy. So if it's not the highest grossing film, then what is? Is it Avatar? I can remember it was Avengers Endgame at one point. Well, Avatar overtook Titanic. And then I think Endgame overtook uh, overtook Avatar, but then I think maybe Avatar was re-released before Avatar 2 came out, and now it's the highest grossing movie again. I think It's not Titanic. No, but it was for a long time. I think it was the highest grossing movie for like a longer period, that, because there's 10 years, I think, between this and Avatar. Well, actually, there's probably about 10, <laughs> 10 years between Avatar and Endgame, so ignore my... I redact my previous statement. Okay, but before we really get into the Titanic... Titanic? The Titanic. Titanic. The RMS Titanic. The <laughs> movie the Titanic. Movie Just Titanic. Just Titanic. Yeah. First, I wanted to start off with a little um, country-specific trivia. We need to come up with a much better title for that. Country-specific trivia. <laughs> Just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> Every episode, I want to say one small difference between the UK and the US mm -hmm. and see at what point we run out of differences and realize that we're all human. After all. All human listening to popcorn and cumin. Although, shout out to the AI listeners out there. We don't <laughs> want to discriminate against any of those. You're, you're still welcome, even if you aren't human. But. <laughs> well... Yeah. Our assumption is you're human, but... Yeah. Dogs are encouraged. Mm. And cows. What about cats? They're tolerated. Mm. You, I mean, you're so allergic to cats that you'd probably... if Even if a cat was listening on the other side of the world, it might somehow right. upset off your allergies. Yeah. If I sneeze during this, it's your fault, cat. Yeah. <laughs> Any sharp cuts you hear during the podcast is actually Sarah sneezing due to some leftover cat air in our flat. So. Yeah. I mean, our studio. Oh, yes. <laughs> Okay, so what is your what is your UK trivia for the American listeners out there? What's a difference? Sausages. <laughs> Just sausages. Yeah, sausages are different in the in the UK versus the US. <laughs> Des describe well, in what way? I feel like in the in the US when you go to like grocery stores the main differences are we have like British pork sausages. Well, I don't think they necessarily are British, but the pork sausages you get in the UK, which they are... do normally say British pork sausages. Yeah, well, you yeah, um, that's and you say we're patriotic. We yeah. don't say like no, no, no. American grown sausages. No, in the UK, it's not British pork sausages. That's not what it says, is it? Yeah. Oh, oh, do you mean like... Uh, like on the package? Oh, right. Okay. Well, that that's a big push to it's about like sustainable farming I all think. right well it's that's people nice. like things that are grown in the uk because it's you're cutting down on like importation exportation mm -hmm. i don't know you sure it's not yeah maybe it's just the brexit mentality <laughs> everything needs to be wholly uk based 
And in the US, we have, well... A much better selection of chicken sausages. Yes. To your... There's there's no chicken apple sausages here <laughs> in the UK, here in the UK, which I... Well, I didn't even used to love them so much until I couldn't have them. And now whenever I go back, it's just... It's just a delight. Okay, Ewan's is just sausages. Well, you, you sprang it on me. <laughs> I wasn't expecting this. Well, I didn't even think of one. I sprang it on myself. Okay, mine is most flats don't... Slash apartments. ...have central heating. Where? In the UK. What? You don't have central heating. You what just you have little things on the wall that make heat. It's basically like you have portable... Things on the wall that make heat. Also known as radiators. <laughs> radiators, or sometimes known as escalators. Mm, that's a real throwback to when me and Sarah, prior to our, our relationship even beginning, I think, I accidentally misspoke and said the word escalators instead of radiators, and Sarah thought it was hilarious. So yes. Maybe that was just all part of my entrapment scheme. Yeah. <laughs> so yours is sausages and mine is radiators. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not even stuff. sure if that's... I think that's maybe more anecdotal evidence based on the flats we've had. No, okay. And don't have air conditioning. Our flat in Edinburgh... <laughs> our flat in... Don't... You're saying too many now. No, but it's out. the same... Because in the US, I think it's the same system. Like, the AC and the heat comes out of the same vents. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. No, I, I understand what you They're mean. They're connected. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's the same vents. It's the same vents. <laughs> okay, moving on from that. Now we can actually talk about sinking ships. Yeah. Or one sinking ship in particular. Yeah. Probably some of the lifeboats sank as well. Oh. Well, actually, probably not because they didn't have enough people on them. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the movie, one of them overturns. Did it? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> just to clarify we did watch this movie like four weeks ago no <laughs> it's very recent in our minds yeah so i think for this one we are just gonna do spoilers mm -hmm. spoiler alert the ship sinks yeah uh, that might be shocking to some of you yeah but before any of that happens we start off with sweet jack no we start off. Oh, in, I forgot. We start off in the present. Yes, yes. And a man is looking for something. We're not sure what, but he's looking through the depths, the sunken depths of the ocean, the some sunken uh, wreck of the RMS Titanic. Yeah. And we're like, he's he's picking things up in this little submersible robot thing, robot, and we're not sure what he's doing. Yeah, and the only thing I could think when all this was happening was, look at that, he's not using a... Xbox controller. Xbox controller. A knockoff Xbox controller. To control this ship. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how far we've fallen yep. in the, the yeah. 25 years since Titanic came out. Another, how many tragedies can we have mm -hmm. that are connected to this ship? What we're referencing, of course, is the recent news story. Well, recent, I suppose, in the past six months or yeah. something related to um, the Titanic where a billionaire slash millionaire, I don't know, and a host of other foolish mortals um, went on a uh, ill-fated voyage to the depths of the 
the sunken depths of the Titanic in yeah. a, I guess, experimental type of submarine, which seemed like it was put together with, I don't know, spit and, Nuts and wallpaper. Bolts. So, yeah. Um, and then imploded. And uh, unfortunately, on a sort of hum- humanistic level, all yeah. of the uh, people on that submersible died. Yeah. It is quite, quite sad. And in the movie, the scenes that you see when they're going through the rubble of the, the Titanic, that is the real Titanic. I think I read that even before the script was written, they went down and shot the footage mm. of the Titanic wreck. Well, James Cameron is like really into deep sea exploration. Like I think that's what he spent a lot of the money he's made on. Which That's it, terrifying. Well, does he do it himself? Is he like? I, I think he like goes on the the submarines and stuff. But I don't know if he's necessarily like like he's not like qualified and yeah. Like I don't think he could like I don't know pilot a submarine. But he's funded a lot of um, exploration of like the the marina, Mariana, Marinara, the marinade, marinara, marinade trench. trench. Yeah, which is the the deepest point on earth. Where and, marinara pasta comes from. Yeah, exactly. They, yeah. they got they got it from, from an eel. Trench. Yeah, an eel in the bottom of the trench. Um, so yeah, I think he's that's something that he's sort of into. I think he made another movie called The Abyss that is also Ugh, about that um, sounds terrifying. Deep sea things. The deep sea is a very scary place that I never want to yeah. see. There's no light. No. And we can't survive under there because of water pressure. And because we can't breathe underwater. Well, we've, I mean, we've sort of managed to work that one out to a better extent than the, the pressure thing. I think the, the pressure is the real... Like, okay. Well, real... Did you say we can't live down there? I no. th- <laughs> Or we can't go well, down no, there? Well, no, we can in the year 3000. We can live down... Who would want to live in the Mary? Not Mary much has changed. <laughs> oh... <laughs> Not much has changed, but we'll get copyrighted. Um, Is that that's, that's originally, just the Jonas Brothers? No, no, it's originally by a UK group but, called Busted, but and then the Jonas the... Brothers stole the song. Wait, wait, wait. but what well, was the original? The same song because the Jonas yes. Brothers did it for a movie. Mm-hmm. What is that called? Meet the Robinsons. Right. How did I know that? But you, I think you do, you do host a, a movie podcast true but they they also did were the kids of the future which was a not a parody what just a an adaptation of were the kids of america you know huh? right. were the kids of america yeah i, I know this song. Oh, okay yeah. so so that's why i'm wondering if i was trying to the... assess how creatively interesting i thought that was i decided <laughs> it is not very is it's it? a good trivia for you to share. I just mean from on their part to have released such a thing, I'm not sure is quite quite as uh, profound as maybe they thought it, it was. It is. It's very profound. So I'm wondering if the year 3000 they changed for the movie. I don't think they changed it. It's just a cover? No. I'm not super familiar with the uh, Jonas Brothers version, but um, I think it's just a cover. Sorry to disappoint mm, you. Okay. What were we talking about? We're talking about deep sea exploration. <laughs> right, okay. And having watched the movie, I do, as much as I, I feel bad for those explorers who um, mm. who perished, I do find something quite unsettling about wanting to spend 
your time and money and sort of getting your kicks out of exploring the watery mass grave of a thousand yeah a thousand unfortunate poor people who died due to terrible planning and arrogance and greed i also well just while we're on this topic i somewhat recently read our wives under the sea which is sort of a oh my goodness it's a horror kind of horror it's just a sort of unsettling literary fiction women's fiction and one of them is a deep sea explorer and then you know things maybe don't go very well and it was very good and i very much would recommend it but it was really weird because i i read it right before the whole titanic thing the the titanic you read it before titanic yeah yeah back in back in 19 15 when did the titanic sink? i'm not sure we did extensive <laughs> I think it extensive research in the 20s wasn't it no i think it was 1912 oh back in 1912 i was yeah. reading this book no before the explorer people went down there and had the horrible accident mm-hmm. and their the sort of descriptions of that were quite similar to the book but anyway i would recommend our wives under the sea mm-hmm. good book so the premise of titanic we get what really we would suggest is, in my opinion, completely unnecessary exposition framing device yeah. of a modern storyline where they're looking for this exploration team are going through the Titanic's remains to look for this, what do they call it? The, the lost diamond of the, the sea or something? The heart of the sea? Yeah. The heart of the ocean? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Something something silly like that and then they find this like empty safe or they find a safe and they pull it up and they're all excited and then they open it and they're like huh it's empty but then they find something that leads them to get in contact they find the photo of rose the the drawing yeah the drawing of rose Uh uh-huh naked drawing yeah and then rose whatever her name is is now an old woman and she sees this discovery on tv and then she decides I I want my 15 minutes of fame. So she calls this exploration team and says... What does she say? She's like, it's been 85 years or something 84 like years. Oh, yeah. I was close. Yeah. And then she says, now I'm going to tell you where this heart of the sea is. But actually, spoilers for Titanic, I'm not going to tell you about it. I'm yeah. going to say, I'm going to lie and say that, I th- that it was lost. But in fact, actually, I've had it the whole time. Yeah. And then I'm going to throw it in the ocean. Yeah. Yeah, I think And that... then the team finds it because they're like, oh, hang on, it was just here all along. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably our main complaint about the Titanic is that we both thought that, that you didn't really need the whole framing thing. I mean, at the end, it is a bit, you know, funny. You're like, haha, she she tricked them. And I guess it's sort of symbolic and stuff but i don't think you need the framing and in an already three hour long film if you don't need it get it out of there i think if they got rid of all the modern side of things they would have got rid of like 45 minutes which would have taken titanic from being an exceedingly long film to just a long film yeah which i would say is an improvement i think you could probably cut out like at least half of the, the modern stuff, even if you wanted to keep it yeah. in and not lose anything. I bet, though, now knowing what we know, I bet James Cameron was like, well, I've made them pay for this deep sea exploration. Now I've got to put it in there somehow. 
now. I wouldn't like even if they did the opening shots where it's they find the painting and then it just goes like, woo, and you like go into the painting. Yeah. I like when it does. If it starts with that, then I would want it to end mm-hmm. with that. They de- they definitely don't need the bit in the middle where you get pulled out of the past storyline to the present and then everyone's just looking at Rose, <laughs> telling her yeah. story, and then being like. Yeah, it seemed like it was like the intermission of the the movie. Yeah, but instead it just yeah, going. it felt like they were trying to do like the Princess Bride or something, where the little kid keeps kind of interrupting with little little like tidbits and mm-hmm. sort of funny like there's supposed to be funny moments where one of the guys is like, oh, this is so boring. Why do we have to listen to this old lady? And it's like supposed to be funny, but I was kind of just like, can we get back to the ship, please? I need to know if it sinks or not. Yeah. <laughs> now, I think probably the reason why they, they decided, part of the reason why they decided to add that in was because they needed a reason to, like, hook people in because people would have said, we know the, the boat sinks, so mm. what is the, the plot, you know? Mm. What are the stakes? And so what is, so that adds just a little bit of mystery to it, of, like, how did this woman yeah. get... But I don't think that people would have, like, been watching the trailers being like, I need to know what happens to that necklace. Yeah. And also, when you're watching the movie, I don't really care about that <laughs> anyway, so uh, it didn't really keep me more mm. invested. But that being said, I was quite invested in the past plot of of Jack and Rose yeah. meeting, falling in love, and then dying. Not all of them. Half. Only half the better of half. them. You think? Yeah, well, in my yeah. in my copious notes here, I do have that Rose actually starts out, I think, as being quite unlikable. But I think that's because she's just kind that's of like... That's the point. Yeah, exactly. But I think like... It's her riches to rags yeah, story. All of the characters around her, apart from Kathy Bates, are kind of so horrible. But I think it makes you like, like her more because you mm. sort of understand the environment she's living in and growing up in, etc. Yeah. And you also see that in a classic rich girl way, she she's trapped and she doesn't like the position she's in and the life she's in. Mm-hmm. And that's how her and Jack meet is because she's actually trying to throw herself off the boat mm-hmm. and then he stops her. Yeah, well, there's this sort of interesting, I guess, uh, narrative thing where Rose sort of sees the voyage of the Titanic to her sailing to her doom, really, mm-hmm. where she's going to be trapped in this loveless marriage with this man she hates. And... Uh, I guess she was sailing to her doom, but not in the way that she thought. But she got out of it. Yeah, but her heart was forever broken. That's true. And probably quite traumatized as well. But she got the heart of the ocean. Yeah, so but she, she didn't wins. do it. She didn't do anything with it, and then threw it in the ocean. Why does she keep it all that time? Because it doesn't. It's not like Jack gave it to her. Her her yeah. naughty mean fiance mm-hmm. gives it to her. Yeah. Or she's well. She he gives it to her, and then. She also steals it because <laughs> he takes it back and puts mm-hmm. it in the safe. I think you could argue that her throwing it in the ocean at the end is actually kind of selfish. She could have sold it and then given the money to charity. Yeah. Because it's worth a whole lot of money. I mean, she saw 84 years ago thousands of unfortunate poor people trying to make a better life for themselves be completely disregarded by an aristocratic, aristocratic upper class, middle middle upper class mm-hmm. where they were basically left to die i mean there's scenes in the titanic when it's sinking where they're the crew are lamenting that the boats aren't full because 
um, I think Rose's mom even says, like, I hope they don't put too many more people in this boat. It's going to be, like, uncomfortable or whatever. Yeah. And you're, you're sort of, like, in, like, it's literally a life or death scenario. I Yeah. It's like me on the tube. Yeah. I don't want to be t- around too many poor people yeah. in this scenario. <laughs> and they actually, they, they lock the poor people as a boat sinking. Yeah. They, like, ugh. One of the terrible. one of the interesting things is that they mention a couple times during the movie, and this is something that is, if you know like really anything about the Titanic, I think we maybe did a like a little bit of it as a history project in primary school. Is that it's about this whole thing? It's the ship that couldn't sink. It's the ship that couldn't sink, and then it's this ironic thing that on its maiden voyage, its first voyage across the ocean, it sinks. Yeah. But whoever came up with the idea that it couldn't sink, like what? I mean, either a marketing genius or just completely... It's just nonsense because there's a scene in the movie where they strike the iceberg. Spoiler alert. I don't think we've mentioned the iceberg yet, but... The the Titanic... character. The character of the iceberg. The Titanic hits an iceberg and sinks. And there's this thing where there's a bunch of, like, compartments that need to be... That can be sealed up individually to stop the water flowing in. Basically, what happens is too many of those compartments get filled up with water before... They managed to seal them, and then the water... How hard can it be to seal them? Well, I think they're just too slow. There's too much water coming in. But exactly. So the, Did they test this boat? They, they report to the, the, I don't know, the designer of the boat who's on the ship, mm. who's, I guess, an interesting character. They sort of position him as being this sort of plague genius where he, he sort of has nice qualities to him and and he sort of is bemoaning that there isn't enough lifeboats on the on the boat because people said it was going to look cluttered and stuff but then i'm like i mean could you not have put your foot down and done something about that instead of just being like oh well i guess i don't really agree with this but i'm just going to go along with it anyway and then he he basically they're like oh these compartments are full now and he's like it's not a question of if the boat will sink it will sink so it's like, it's not an insink- unsinkable ship, is, is it? It's just a boat that could sink if this very specific thing happens. But given yeah. that it does, on its first voyage, this specific thing happens, it's not like that unsinkable, Well, it? it feels like maybe they were just, they were tempting fate. And God said, yeah. this is unsinkable? Yeah. Iceberg, yeah. bitch. <laughs> In that... Uh, legal terms there is a latin phrase called force majeure which means an act of god which is a um way of people basically getting out of breach of contract if it's deemed (laughs) basically the duties of the contract were unenforceable because something completely unforeseen happened which like fundamentally changed their ability to fulfill the contract but it's a very like high bar so if even if it was something like oh there was a storm happening on this day so we couldn't sail Mm -hmm. to deliver this thing they would have said well did you know that the storm was going to happen if so could you have made plans to get around that yeah if you had sailed and your boat was struck by i don't know lightning and then set on fire and everything burned down or whatever that probably would be given as force majeure yeah the titanic i'm not sure do they not have radars that can detect large objects such as icebergs well i mean they see it coming <laughs> they just they're going too fast and don't steer out the way into but they see it well, by the time they see it it's like pretty big yeah is it just because it's so dark or do you think they yeah. Mm, okay yeah I, th- I think so i mean it does it is kind of strange to think of because yeah. a boat can only go so fast and the iceberg can only be so big yeah <laughs> And how far do you need to steer left or right of it to avoid it? But 
Well, they try. Yeah, well, they sort of scrape it up the side. Yeah. You sort of wonder, would they have been better off just plowing into it head first? <laughs> and had that sort of point to maybe get through it. Or maybe yeah. they just run aground on the iceberg and then everyone can get off onto the iceberg and wait for people to be rescued. Yeah. Instead of and there's that... in the water. Even right after it, it scrapes and it sounds really bad and stuff. But even after that, even though I obviously know what's going to happen, there still was a part of my mind that was like, well, that didn't seem so bad. Maybe it's not going to sink. I know, like, I know it's going to. But because it takes such a long time for it to sink, and it takes such a long time for people to realize that it's actually going to sink. Like, I think that's something that's done really well in the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean... The time it takes to sink is a very long, maybe a little bit too long. I think it hap- what it happens like an hour and 45 minutes yeah. in or something. So that means almost half of the movie is just the boat sinking. <laughs> but I think the period when of people, different people starting to realize that, wait a minute, we're like actually really screwed. I think that ooh, it's like horrible, mm-hmm. but it's like. It's really what's the word harrowing? Yeah, I don't know. no, it's it's definitely unsettling. It's yeah. like it's and you feel like awful for the people who are trapped in it because you know, I mean, you're like I guess rooting for Jack and Rose to survive as your main characters, yeah. but you know, screw that, everyone else. Well, but you know, like especially like the poor people who are on the lower yeah. decks and stuff, they're like not getting off the, <laughs> the yeah. boat. Yeah. Yeah. So let's. Well, we've just gotten to the point of sinking. Let's just keep talking about those sort of scenes. We saw, we found on, I don't know, TikTok, Instagram, something, some sort of behind the scene footage of them shooting some of these scenes, like the the bigger sort of drowning sequences, but inside the ballroom. And it looked so chaotic. And it, I mean, it it's kind of cool that it was actually sort of real, like the way they were filming it. It was mm-hmm. more more special effects at least within the boat than like cgi but it also looked terrifying just to film it. yeah yeah all the ru- water like rushing in stuff yeah and people were like cl- like trying to climb up banisters and then falling back into the water and it's just like such large scale doing, tragedy must be so hard to film doing stunts with water can be like really d- dangerous as well like yeah. i think there's a in the first mission impossible i think there's a scene where tom cruise is basically like running away from a it's like a building i think it might be like an a, aquarium or like a sort of fancy restaurant that has like mm. a pool of water on the top floor and it like as he's running away from it it like shatters and like it all falls like behind him and apparently like i mean this is the classic like tom cruise mission impossible stunt but if he had been slower to run or something all of that water would have like fallen on his head and he would have died <laughs> wow because it's like i don't, I don't know the, the amount of the, the i don't know the, the heaviness of the water or yeah. something that still doesn't sound as scary as that stunt we saw where he drives off of a cliff yeah on a motorcycle yeah no, that, that was insane yeah and the thing is with the water one in, in that the, the one i'm just referencing it doesn't even look that impressive like on film <laughs> so i'm like i don't <laughs> was it worth it no that man really has a death wish yeah speaking of which he was actually considered for the role of jack really yeah, yeah. along with oh i have a list here Matthew McConaughey, I think, was one of the front mm-hmm. runners, and he ended up not getting it. <laughs> As opposed, I presume all of these people no, didn't no, no, get no. it. No, 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 listen. <laughs> yeah, that was actually Matthew McConaughey. You, okay. oh, you didn't notice okay. that? Yeah. <laughs> 
Ka-chow. <laughs> but as opposed to Johnny Depp, who turned it down, okay. versus Matthew McConaughey would have taken it, but he uh, didn't get the role. Okay, interesting. Johnny Depp turned it down. Another person considered was Macaulay Culkin. Culkin. Wow. Yeah. I think he probably would have wanted it because now he still mostly is only remembered for Home Alone. I mean... Good movie, though. Yeah. I would, I like Home Good Alone more than actor. Titanic. Yeah. They're very different, I would yeah. say. <laughs> also considered where it was Brad Pitt and Christian Bale. And apparently Christian Bale and Leonardo DiCaprio around this time were going after a number of roles and... Leonardo kept getting them and Christian Bale referred to him as his nemesis. Really? Yeah. That's maybe what drove him to doing American Psycho so he could yeah. get out some of that rage. <laughs> yeah. And then for Tom Cruise, his asking price was too high so right. they didn't go with him. That's interesting. I feel like Brad Pitt's like quite a bit older than the rest of them. I mean, I, I might be wrong about that, but um, the no, rest I of them are sort of... I think the ages did vary. I think even Matthew McConaughey was like 12 years older than one of them is brad pitt i think brad I, pitt? I think matthew mcconaughey is about the same age as the caprio maybe really younger. he yeah. seems older i don't think so can you do a mcconaughey impression no <laughs> all right moving on I what we're talking <laughs> what i was thinking about doing that bit in inception when he starts going don't leave, let me leave mirth and then he just goes like oh. no i don't i do not remember that <laughs> okay so those people were considered for Jack. Obviously, Leonardo DiCaprio got it, and I think is perfect yeah, as Jack. Yeah, does a good job. Yeah. I think he brings a sort of boyish charm to the role. Yeah, he's a real scallywag. He, he feels yeah. like he's right out of a Charles Dickens novel. Yeah. So Rose is played by... Kate Winslet. Thank you. <laughs> but also considered for the role was Gwyneth. Paltrow. Paltrow, yeah. Mm -hmm. You're finishing my sentences. Yeah. Drew. Barrymore. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Nicole. Kidman. <laughs> Claire. Uh, Balding. No, Danes. Yeah. Claire Balding is a BBC tennis presenter, and I think maybe former tennis pro. That's so that was, very random. Yeah, you that, don't follow tennis. That was, a, that was a joke answer. <laughs> okay, two more. I think... Bit of trivia for you. Claire Danes, I think, was in the Romeo and Juliet movie with Leonardo DiCaprio, and I think they hated each other. So maybe that's why they didn't. Mm. Maybe that's why she w didn't get it. Oh dear. Yeah, probably. Also considered Reese. Without her spoon. Well, no, with her spoon. Oh, okay. And Winona. Horse rider. Yeah, no, just rider. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, Kate Winslet was. So a lot of those people actually turned it down. And Kate Winslet really wanted this role and she really harassed James Cameron into getting it basically because he thought, you know, that she had, she was, she was passionate about the role and really wanted it. And, and then James Cameron thought, let's see how these turn tables. Yeah. <laughs> and I think she even sent, sent him a rose or something and said like, from your rose <laughs> or something very Gosh. cheesy like that. But then apparently she also really harassed him to choose Leonardo DiCaprio. But it ended up really working out in terms of the movie, because I think they have really good chemistry. And although Kate Winslet, I don't know, sometimes she kind of 
always looks like she's kind of like grimacing. But I think that she, her and DiCaprio are a nice opposites attract. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think they have good chemistry. Yeah, no, I think the romance side of things in the movie is, is pretty strong when it sort of turns into a disaster movie mm-hmm. midway through. It sort of tragedy. Remains... Romantic tragedy. Yeah. Well, the story is, yeah, but yeah. what you're actually like watching is like a disaster, yeah. um, which is also pretty, I guess, compelling in a sort of morbid sense. Yeah. You can't look away. Yeah, exactly. What my reference to before when I said James Cameron thought we can turn these tables on Kate Winslet harassing me was apparently oh, yeah. Kate Winslet was one of the only characters who was unable because of the, her costumes to wear like a wetsuit under her clothes when she was... They were like filming scenes, so the amount of time she spent in the water, she ended up getting hypothermia. Yeah, it sounded like hellish. Hellish, N- not just for her. Although she also apparently chipped her elbow bone during filming too. Elbow did- bone. Uh, yeah, I think it was. It seemed, especially the all the water filming, was quite horrible for pretty much everyone involved. Apparently, James Cameron wouldn't let them get out of the water between takes to use the bathroom. Yeah. So everyone was just peeing in the pool. Yeah, that's realistic. That's method acting. (laughs) I guess that would. They should do that in the real Titanic situation. That might have saved some of them because pee warms you up. That's... No. (laughs) That might have saved some of them. That's your sympathy, is it? (laughs) On my high school trip, when we went snorkeling... Our teacher kept telling us to pee in our wetsuits because it would warm us up. Wow. Well, they're not wearing wetsuits. Oh, no, some so, of the actors were. Yeah, the, ac- the but actors were. But they didn't die. None of the actors died as far as I'm aware. That's true. And she's the only one who got hypothermia because she wasn't peeing in her wetsuit. Yeah. That was the problem. Oh, another interesting thing that happened on set that I only just, I don't know, I only just found out about it today and then I looked into it a bit more. But apparently that someone laced the chowder the like clam chowder well see some people say it's clam chowder some people say it was lobster chowder no one really knows but someone laced the chowder on set with pcp and so then everyone started so james cameron said that he like he had the chowder and then he immediately felt weird so he went outside and like made himself throw up because he thought it was some form of seafood poisoning i don't know some very specific thing and then he came back in and everyone from the set was just gone (laughs) and he didn't know where they went and then it turned out that everyone had been drugged and were like high (laughs) and so then they all had to go to the hospital and they tried to make them all sit in sort of separate booths and keep them separate and like calm but then they kept kind of going like going into each other's booths and just like wreaking havoc and at one point someone started a conga line and they were like pushing people in wheelchairs like racing them down the halls of the hospital and stuff it just sounds absolutely wild and to this day nobody knows who laced the pcp there's a big investigation into it but then after two two years people just stopped caring and they didn't have like any suspects wow although james cameron says that he thinks, he said the day before, someone from the caterers had been fired from the set for some reason, had been told to leave. Oh. And he thought that they were disgruntled. And then... <laughs> My disgruntled ex. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then put PCP in the chowder to get back at the catering company for firing because then they obviously fired the catering company that's that's the way to do it but the thing is is that seems like a very obvious suspect so i'm pretty sure that he would have been investigated or she would have been investigated you think it's the person you most medium suspect yeah but who's that who's the one from the office phyllis no no (laughs) no who's the actress kathy bates kathy bates Mm, the one from the office oscar-winning actor kathy bates yeah the one from the office also maybe james cameron's wife because apparently she didn't eat any of the chowder oh is that Catherine bigelow she's a I'm famous not, director i'm not sure but i think he was married to her and he was also married to whoever the lead actor in terminator is i can't remember her name mm. yeah i don't know if it who was his wife at the time or his wife now someone he had relations wife with. in the future <laughs> relations <laughs> and somewhat speaking of kathy bates so she plays a character called margaret brown and some of these characters in the titanic are actually based on real passengers from the titanic and this is one of them so margaret brown is based on a passenger now known as the unsinkable molly brown and so the real molly brown i'm just gonna tell you a little bit about about her because she sounds cool and i thought that her kathy bates's character was prop one of my favorite characters definitely of the rich people yeah probably yeah i mean she's meant to be like the nice one i guess yeah (laughs) well she was in real life too so she was on lifeboat six when the ship was sinking and i think at first she didn't want she was trying to help other people get onto the lifeboats but then eventually someone was like girl get on a boat so she got on lifeboat six and then like happens in the movie the boat isn't completely full and she tries to get the person in charge of the the lifeboat the crewmate to go back and pick up other passengers and save other people and the crewmate was like, no. Somewhat for the reasons in, in the movie, well, that the other people say that the boat will be sort of swarmed and they're afraid it'll, it'll be pulled under. And also because, what is it called? Because the ship is sinking and it's like pulling the water it's, in. It's kind of creating like a, it's, yeah, suction. Yeah, so they're afraid the like boat will be sort of sucked under with the boat. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a certain word for it. I can't think of what it is. So the crewmates said, no, I'm not turning the boat around. And she apparently threatened to, like, push him off the boat <laughs> uh, to throw him in the water because she was really fighting to try to try to save as many lives as possible, which, you know, which is really good. And then after after the Titanic sank, she put together a committee of first class that's that's what it said of you know high society people who were trying to help working class people or survivors from the titanic with basic necessities and counseling and stuff like that which i think is really nice i mean they should have let them be on the committee as well It's still a little... Well, they probably would have wanted to ask for too much. Can't have people who are actually affected by issues on committee, Sarah. (laughs) You know, aside from that little... I I think she sounds like she was a a pretty cool person. And 
Yeah, now she's referred to as the unsinkable. The Titanic was also referred to as unsinkable. So yeah. maybe that's kind of actually a curse. Dead now, of course, though, I suspect. Yeah, well, so she did. She wasn't uh, like the Titanic. She wasn't actually unsinkable. Yeah. That's your your trivia of the real-life Titanic passengers. One of the things that we learned from our, our recent trip to Northern Ireland is that the Titanic is sort of held in sort of high regard because it was built in Northern Ireland, or in Belfast, I think, specifically, yeah. which is, of course, like on like a sort of coastal city. It is kind of curious that it would be such a... Well, I guess we didn't go to the Titanic Museum, so no. I'm interested. It's apparently supposed to be really cool yeah it's in the shape of a ship which yeah. is pretty cool yeah but again it seems like that they almost seem proud mm-hmm. that it was built there yeah and i'm like well i mean at the time it like did. it was it was yeah. one of the worst tragedies yeah i think it's one of the i don't think it's the worst but it's one of the worst maritime tragedies and definitely one that's involving civilians not a like military one or a navy one yeah it does seem I, i'm curious what the sort of argument to be celebratory of it i suppose it probably was an achievement at the time to have built the mm. biggest passenger ship in the world However, I'm not sure if I would be so excited to be associating with something that is most associated with gross incompetence by the people running it and uh, death of thousands of people. And I'm sure, I'm sure it, you know, talks about the tragedy and all that of it, but it felt just like the marketing for the museum felt very much... Riding the coattails of this movie as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because people are, like, into the movie. I kind of wonder, like, how much of the sort of pop culture bandwidth the Titanic had, like, before the movie came out. Because mm-hmm. the movie's older than I am. And there were previous adap- adaptations. <laughs> adaptations of the tragedy. I didn't look too much into them. But, yeah. I, I mean, obviously none of them were as culturally important. Well, this this took the world by storm. It did. I do remember growing up watching like a made-for-TV movie called Titanic 2, which I thought was curious, <laughs> which is about, I think some like billionaire or whatever comes up, he's like, I need to make another Titanic, and guess what happens to it? It sinks. Yep. Well, that sounds like what happened in real life. That's the Titanic 3. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. I thought you meant like there's another ship called the Titanic 3. No. No, you mean the, the yeah. submersible that exploded. Okay. Imploded. Should we be talking about it so lightheartedly? I mean, it was memed a lot. Yeah, that's We're not true. making any memes. We're just saying it was probably foolish. Yeah. <laughs> I have one last trivia fact. <laughs> Didn't you say it was the end of trivia already? No, the trivia never ends. Which this is probably more common knowledge, but I didn't know it. Apparently, James Cameron drew the drawing of Rose mm-hmm. naked. Which, when I first heard it, I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. And then when I thought about it, I was like, that's kind of creepy. Yeah. Like, if I were... An actor. What's her name? <laughs> Kate Winslet. If I were Kate Winslet... And the director, the older man director, because she was really young. She was like 20, either 21 or 22. And he he drew, she probably didn't pose for it. I hope she didn't pose for it. But even if she didn't, I would feel really weird. I would feel weird about it. Yeah, our our types are kind of like voyeuristic in that way, though. It's like when we went to see uh, The Burnt City, which is a 
uh, immersive, what was an immersive theatre experience in London, and I saw a man's penis because he just started stripping in front of me. An actor. That is so different. That is so different. No, it's not. How is that the same as a? Because actors don't mind being naked. That's the problem. That's what I'm saying. But it's a different because it's such a different power dynamic of a male older director and a young female actress if yeah. it feels a little more creepy Who you know you- if it was leonardo dicaprio doing it <laughs> that's fine what if he was doing it now now oh well he wouldn't be doing it of her because she's over 25 she wasn't then though <laughs> that's so if he were drawing a picture mm-hmm. He had time traveled yeah, to the he past. He time travelers' wives back. He accidentally time travels back to the set of Titanic and uh-huh. sees himself, younger DiCaprio, drawing young Kate Winslet. He Is pro- that creepy? Is that the question? Well, what if he like sort of switches place with him? Yes, just like how in the time traveler's wife, I think it's a little creepy how he's so much older than her when she when he first meets her. It's very weird. It's kind of like. Not when he first meets her, when she first meets him. When she first meets him. Yeah. Spoilers for Time Traveler's Wife. That's not really a spoiler. (laughs) But it kind of reminded me... Wow, we're going all over the place. It kind of reminded me... This is what the trivia does, the never-ending trivia. (laughs) It was focused. (laughs) It reminded me of Twilight, when Jacob imprints on Bella's daughter, and he's he's like, it's okay. Right now, I'm I'm so much older than her, and I'll be whatever she needs at that time. So right now, like I'll just be her friend. And then when she becomes of age, then, you know, we'll start banging, and it'll be totally fine. Yeah. That's like what it is in The Time Traveler's Wife. He's yeah. like, well, I'm old now, but someday, little kid, we're gonna bang. I will use my influence over you as a friend-slash-mentor figure to convince you in a natural way that you want to be in a sexual relationship with me yeah (laughs) there's no sort of moral quandaries with that don't worry yeah it's a a little ick yeah a wee bit (laughs) anyway we digress yeah do you have any any other things you wanted to talk about i guess i did I think I sort of growing up when I'd previously seen the movie, I'm not actually sure if I've ever watched it all the way through before. I do remember like weirdly watching it during like a school, like a free period or something. Okay. Like I think, or maybe it was in like geography. I don't know. I don't know like why. Geography. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why. Or maybe it was this during history. Case, this is an iceberg. Yeah. But I do remember seeing like the sort of disaster scenes where like the, the ship is upturning. I did like the sort of, romance side of things like i think previously i probably would have just said it was boring but Mm -hmm. i did actually find it like quite compelling i mean it probably didn't need to be like as long yeah and probably the the sink shimp (laughs) the sink shimping the ship sinking didn't need to be as long either yeah but i mean it is what it is yeah no i do think it's it's really good there is like a bit of melodrama which is like a bit silly with evil husband to be setting his like weird bodyguard who seems to just be like okay with maybe killing people he's like threatening to shoot people he does start shooting people at one yeah, point well, that's the rich babe that's the corrupt rich yeah and then there's the bit where she like goes to rescue jack when he gets tied to a thing in the the cellar and and then babe that really you don't i thought that was like 
terrifying. No, it was no. It when was, she's going around trying to find him, it was good. But the he is like saying about how he's basically more concerned that Rose thinks he might have stolen her watch or something than he is with uh, whether she's going to save him or not. But I think that's because he, if they're about to die, he wants her to know what kind of person he is. He doesn't want her to think that he's. Oh no, I, I hadn't really considered that. I suppose her. because, it, but it seemed like he was in a more. Think mood where he wasn't really so certain he was going to die. Yeah, he seemed to be really clinging on to life until the very end. Yeah, I do. I quite like the part where he's locked up with handcuffs, right? Mm-hmm. And she grabs, she finds an axe. I think it's a fire axe or something. And then he's like, "Okay, practice, practice on there. Try to hit that same mark again." And she totally misses. And yeah. he's like, "All right, whatever." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that is good. Yeah, yeah. and then. She miraculously doesn't cut his arm off. Mm-hmm. That was a bit convenient, I suppose, but it was fu- it was a funny no, bit. I, yeah, funny bit in I the like in the bit. terror. Yeah. I think there is a scene like w- during the sort of height of disaster when they're under like underneath the decks in like a, a room that's filling with water, and then it sort of like fades to black. They're like in a really perilous situation and it fades and then they're just like out of the situation. Oh, I don't remember that. I'm sure there's a bit like that. And I oh. remember I remember thinking that's weird. Huh. I'm not sure if maybe we that had been like an extra scene that was added in or yeah, something, but know. it was like, well, we've written ourselves into a corner here, fade mm-hmm. to black and they're out of it. <laughs> and then we'll just real quick mention in a previous episode, <laughs> we talked about a shot that I strongly dislike which happens with Kate and Leo. Mm-hmm. What are their names? Jack and Rose. Jack and Rose, um, which is in a scene that I actually really like. And we watched it in my film class to talk about sound design. And it's in the sort of, I don't know, the, the cellar of, they go to where the working class people are hanging out and obviously having a much better party time than the rich people. And uh, Leo shows... Kate shows Rose a good old time and there's a bunch of dancing and it's all fun. And then Rose gets up and somehow knows how to sort of jig and tap dance. And it's, it's, I don't know, it's quite fun. But then they start spinning and they do the point of view shot when they're spinning and it just looks so silly. It's so silly. And listen to our Carrie episode to understand why it is so (laughs) silly. But... I just had to mention that. But I think probably loads of people have watched that and then gone on to make films and think thought that scene in Titanic was yeah. great. Let's put that in our James movie. Cameron did that. It must be good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I disagree. You hear me, James Cameron? <laughs> I disagree. Stop giving everything. Kate Winslet hypothermia. Do you think this is your favorite James Cameron movie? You've seen four, I think. Two Avatars, Titanic. Terminator 1. Oh, yeah. Of mm. the ones I've seen... I think so. I would probably have it as four. What? You you like it the least? No, I like it more than both Avatar movies. Oh. But I think Terminator 1 is his best. And then probably... uh, I'm blanking. Terminator Uh, 2? Yeah, maybe Terminator 2 and Aliens are pretty close. Oh, Aliens. You like Aliens. Aliens. You didn't (laughs) do the first one. And then, uh, yeah, Titanic. Um, I haven't seen The Abyss or True Lies. But it is good. It's a good movie. I liked it. I liked it more than I was expecting to. We've almost been talking about the Titanic for as long... As the movie. As the movie. Yeah. (laughs) So we're going to go into our segment... 
who's the real baddie? Yay! Yay! Now, I propose that we come up with a quick list of suspects <laughs> of the real baddie, or the biggest baddie, mm-hmm. and then in we terms can of decide what? from in that. In terms of their most evilness? Just... Or in terms of size? Because if it's size, <laughs> there's an obvious winner. Yes. That was going to be my first suggestion, <laughs> is the iceberg! Yeah. Biggest baddie, but literally. In defense of the iceberg, it is just minding its own business in the middle of the ocean. I don't know. It seemed like it really just popped up there. I think it moved to intercept the Titanic. Yeah. (laughs) Something pushed it. Yeah. Or it it hurt. It like in the distance, the iceberg heard someone say, "This ship is supposed to be unsinkable." And it thought, "Oh ho ho ho! My moment of fame has come." (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So the, the iceberg is a. Is a is a big show. That's a big yeah. early lead, I think, for the iceberg. Okay, what's your suggestion? We have Billy Zane's character, which is oh, yeah. Rose's fiance, who just for d- anyone out there who's seen the movie Help I'm a Fish, he really looks like the evil fish in that. Um, <laughs> look up Help I'm a that Fish. Is, and I think the character's that called is called Joe. Rogue. <laughs> I think he looks like him a lot. Okay, he's going to show me a picture of it. Okay, maybe. Uh, all right, I've seen the photos. I'm not totally convinced. Look it up for yourself. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah's lacking in her comparative skills at the moment. Okay, so he's another suspect. What Do we know the character's name? Just the fiancé. Zane, Billy Zane, yeah. Rose fiance. Yeah, he does suck. He's the one that I wanted to strangle the yeah. most. And he, he's, yeah, he, like, he tries to get on a lifeboat with a kid pretending it's his he tries to kill he just starts shooting at rose and, and jack while for no the, reason, while really. everyone's drowning yeah uh yeah. he's uh he's a hateful little man uh, another big baddie person who designed the ship yeah although well, they do make him likable in that's, there's another kind of like suit and tie character i'm not entirely sure i think he's like from the like company that owns it or something and he's who encourages He's like, it's not enough for the ship to be unsinkable. It has to set records. And he's like, he oh, encourages yeah. the captain to, because uh, he wants it to get like good press. So he encourages him to yeah. get like, full steam He ahead. wants it to get into port early. So then they're going way too fast to be able to avoid mm-hmm. big baddie iceberg. And I think in terms of the real story for the Titanic, probably he is the big baddie. <laughs> I think maybe also the people who... The people who said that the boat was too cluttered and said that they needed to remove life the lifeboats. Boats. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't going to be enough lifeboats, I think, based on my understanding, even if they hadn't done that. But that really goes to show how, how little lifeboats they had. Yeah. Anyone else? The mom kind of sucks, but yeah. I don't think she's a big baddie. No, I mean, she she does suck. I wouldn't say she sort of stacks up to the other people we've yeah. mentioned. Well, I mean, I guess I wouldn't really say the ship architect guy either. Oh, sort what of stacks a, up in the same way. What about the butler man? Yeah, who, his lackey. Yeah. Billy Zane's lackey. No, yeah, he's, he's bad he as well. He sucks as well. Yeah. All right, I have... Oh, you had another one as well. Yeah. It so, was all of you. <laughs> Uh, my suggestion for the, the biggest baddie is all the people who make a big deal that there is room for both Jack and Rose on the bit of driftwood that Rose is sort of saved by at the end of the movie. Because have you ever been on anything in a body of water? Some, if you have two people on something, it might sink. It doesn't really matter if there's room for both of them. It's not going to work. And even if it sinks a little bit into the water and it's still buoyant, they're both going to get really wet and Rose would maybe still die from freezing. Now, 
She almost dies even without being in the water. I think I think that they did this on Mythbusters. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Do you know what the results were? I'm gonna say it was whatever I said, and that it does it it wouldn't have worked if there's not enough. Like there might be room for both of them, but I don't think the thing would have stayed afloat. I'm gonna look it up. Okay, we just fact checked what we were saying, and apparently there's a sort of contention regarding the myth busting because yes, it, it it has caused drama. Yeah, and caused James Cameron to say that the, that the MythBusters are full of sh- shit. Bleep. We already swore. <laughs> you I did. did. <laughs> Foulmouth Sayer swearing yeah. again. Yeah, that's me. Hurting our ad revenue. So the MythBusters repeated the titanic basically they had a piece of driftwood and at first it seemed like so they tried to get the two hosts onto the driftwood like if jack and rose were on it Mm -hmm. and it was too wobbly and they couldn't stay on it so at first they were like well this myth is what is it concluded the opposite of busted but then they had the idea to take off the life jackets and put them under the driftwood to keep it afloat Mm-hmm. And that ended up working very well. And so that's how they could have been saved. And James Cameron apparently was on the show. And when he was on the show, conceded that he basically... Screwed up. Screwed up. But then four years later... He's, he's, he's reversed it. Yeah. He, he says said, they're wrong. He's sticking to his guns. And he said that Jack would have frozen of hypothermia before he had time to get on the driftwood and put the life jacket under it. And also, for all the people out there saying it's a plot hole, if your contention is that they could have put the, the life jacket under the, the bit of wood to keep them up, I mean, they're not... Gonna think of that. Yeah, they're not like yeah. engineers. <laughs> and it's also, if Jack is already in the water, the process of getting up on the driftwood, there's a decent likelihood that he'll end up flipping it and that just then neither, then they probably both, both would have died. Yeah. Because she would have ended up in the water and might not have been able to get back on or would have just frozen to death. Before. I mean, she was like inches from death when she was rescued. So yeah. I think any contact with the water, she would have probably been dead. So maybe I'm, you know, with me. I'm against the fan. The, I'm against the majority who say that there there was room on the... It's not as simple as that, though. You have to think yeah. outside the box. Like, think critically. Think about science, people. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever jumped onto something, like a, a life raft or something, from, like, in a swimming pool, like, onto something? It's not stable, no. you know? It, it's wobbling and this all over is, the place. And it's the ocean, you know, big rolling waves, and his boat is sinking, so there's probably huge, yep. huge disturbance in that water. So, anyway, back to the, to the big baddie. Yeah. I guess the big baddie of most things is the class system. Well, yeah. That kept the poor people yeah. down below. Yeah. You could sort of combine what we've been saying for a lot of them, where if they cared more for the, the, the lower class people in the boats, they would have made sure there was enough lifeboats for everyone and not just for the rich people. Yeah. No, that that is a good one. I mean, it's not really a person. No. Or a thing. Harder to take that down than an iceberg. Yeah. <laughs> okay, do you have your big baddie? Yeah. I'm going to relent on my scorn for people suggesting the door theory is yeah. is, is was wrong. it a door or just i think it's a piece of a door oh. <laughs> some driftwood what does that mean that's what it is driftwood is because the boat it okay. the boat broke yeah 
So now there's just wood floating yeah, around. I guess, yeah. It's not a wooden boat, though. Uh, I don't know. I thought. What defines were... a piece of driftwood? Is it wood it's that is wood drifting? It's wood that is drifting okay. through the ocean. <laughs> okay, we're going to say our big baddie on three. Okay. One, two, three. The iceberg. iceberg. Oh! Nice. Because really, if there was no iceberg, none of this would have happened. It's true. Well, actually, some of it might have happened. Billy Zane might have still gone mental and tried to shoot Jack. That's true. And maybe In fact, he might have been shot because don't they take him like downstairs into that thing before they know the boat is sinking? Or do they already know the boat is sinking? I think it's before they know the boat is sinking. Yeah, because Jack might actually have died anyway, <laughs> even if it I didn't sink. I think he would just shoot him. I think they were taking him... Like, he, mm. they were going to put him in jail or something. You don't think he would have shot him if he... he I think he might have shot him. If if Jack, like... We can't rule it out. Taunted him, maybe. Chekhov's gun dictates if you see a gun in the first act, it must go off in that. the third or second. I'm yeah. not sure which one it's meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we actually agreed on a big baddie. That was our Titanic discussion. Yes. Big boat, go bye-bye. <laughs> to bottom of ocean yeah just for the record titanic's not even that big a boat compared to modern boats it's dwarfed now imagine how big one of those boats wreckage would be well let's not think about that don't tell my mom that goodbye thanks for listening to this episode of popcorn and cumin we are now on instagram you can find and follow us at popcorn and cumin that's and spelled out rather than an ampersand Again, that is Popcorn and Cumin. We'll be sharing uh, some spicy updates and fun little videos and stuff. So check it out. And if you like the show, tell your friends. Until next time, don't forget to have your daily bowl of popcorn.